Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Panic Room in an undisclosed location, it is Texas Football Today. A show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at TexasFootball.com or on the Facebook.com, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting in my shanty, sitting over in her palace. It is the Duchess of the Dorks. It's Ashley Pickle. Hello, Ashley. Howdy. How are you? Um, <laughs> I thought trivia went well. Yeah, it was fun. By the I way, I think I can one. blow him up. Uh, by the way, the winner of trivia mm-hmm. was a guy by the name of Noche Rourke. That is former Angleton coach Ryan Rourke. Yep. Uh, he won. Uh, so Good I'm, job, I'm coach. I'm about that. So he, he wins a one-year subscription and a $20 Visa gift card. So uh, we're going to do it again this, fr- this Friday if I can come up with a trivia quiz quiz the questions were good though right <laughs> they were very good yeah this was we had fun with this one i think people enjoyed rough. it it was yeah uh, people like being challenged yes um I agree. today is monday may 11th 2020 199 days till thanksgiving Ooh, we're in There's the 100s something. nine episode 956 956 is the sunny siebert's edition uh, he was, he is, uh, number 956 alphabetically of the players who have ever played for the Texas Rangers, Washington, French, uh, Washington Senators franchise on today's program, uh, a little bit later in the back half of the show, um, I caught up with the head coach, the new head coach at Gilmer, coach Alan Metzel, uh, taking over for uh, Matt Turner who retired. He in turn took over for Jeff Trailer, who is now the head coach at UTSA. UTSA. We talked about that, what he learned from, uh, coach Trailer. Um, as well as taking over this program out there, taking over a program that doesn't need like fixing. It's mm-hmm. like Pretty keep set. doing your thing. You know what yep. I mean? But uh, but that that in and of itself has its own unique challenges. So we will hear from Coach Metzel coming up here at the back half of the program. But first, pickle. Mm-hmm. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Meese, Rob Hadaway, Andrew Christensen, and Phil Vaney. Welcome in, guys. Hi, guys. Phil, two two times in like three days. Three days. Yeah, it's good. He's um, okay. Short heater. So, okay. Are you ever on the internet? Y- yes. Okay. Sometimes? Yeah. Okay. I, I so, <laughs> so, do you ever see those ads that are like one weird trick to do 
you know, to to whiten your teeth. Yes. Or, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Mm. You know, you know, one weird one weird trick to lower your your mortgage rate or something like that. Right. Those dumb ads, right? So I want to kind of take that and use that as a framing device for this segment because <laughs> I have one weird reason why I am actually kind of excited about the prospect of empty stadium football. Now, I want to be very clear that no decisions have been made. We don't know what it's going to look like in the fall. That said, I will tell you that right now, and I've read a few more articles from very smart people over the, over the weekend. um, One of which I'll tweet out after the show. Um, I think it is very unlikely Mm -hmm. that we have full stadiums. I agree. Okay. Now, there's a lot of room between there and empty. Mm-hmm. And who knows what that looks like. Uh, I know that Dr. Anthony Fauci uh, did an interview <laughs> with uh, Peter King uh, for Monday Morning Quarterback. And he, he was talking, they were, they were obviously focused a lot on the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was talking about, um, he was talking about the idea of, um, what happens if, um, you know, is it possible rather that uh, you have, uh, that things get better and you're able to open up some of the stadiums? It's, mm-hmm. he did not dismiss the idea of having some fans in the stadiums. Right. He said it was pretty unlikely you're going to be able to pile 100,000 people in the AT&T stadium. Which I right? feel like is a but fair assumption at this point. I think that's, I think right now, based on the facts we have on the ground, it's probably a little bit, I would I would say it would be a pretty big upset if we were able to just be like, yep, everybody go back to the stadium, right? Yep. I think that it's that they they would limit it. They would have like, okay, fifty percent full, you know, maybe twenty five percent full, something like that. Uh, that there's not nobody in the stands, but I do think it is unlikely that we are able to see stadiums that are just filled to the brim uh, with, uh, with with player with mm-hmm. um, or with, with fans, right? Okay, there's that. Now, the one thing I am interested in then is what does this mean for home field advantage? Okay. Absolutely. Like what actually makes home field advantage? And we know that there is a, a, whole, a home field advantage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it is a real thing. Especially, in, especially if you look at, at college football, uh, generally speaking, uh, it is about, it, they have figured out that it's worth about two and a half points, mm-hmm. right? If you look at playing at home is usually worth on average. And that's, you know, that's not every single game, but, but on average across the spectrum, it's worth about two and a half points. Okay. Obviously that can swing a game in a close game. Um, and you hear all the time about, uh, let's take Kyle Field for an example. Mm-hmm. Kyle Field tough place to play right right when it gets rocking it's a really really tough place to play um i know i know whenever they were really cruising along a couple of years ago you would hear that about houston's new stadium mm-hmm. that it was really tdcu was a tough place to play mm-hmm. right lubbock at night yes right? lubbock at night is a tough place to play and there are a lot of high school stadiums that are like that, that oh absolutely are, uh very they are uh not friendly to visitors okay if you are uh, that there is a distinct home field advantage there and so my question is what is it 
about playing at home that gives you an advantage. And I think we all agree that it's not just one thing. Right. right? There are multiple you things that go say, into it. Right. You cannot say that the reason that it's tough to play at Kyle Field is just because uh, of the um, the fans, right? Mm-hmm. That's a big part of it. But it's also the atmosphere. It's the way that it's built. It's it's mm-hmm. things like that, right? It's it's uh. But then there's also the factor of how much does the fact that you are traveling have mm-hmm. to do with it, right? Oh, yeah. um, when uh, when uh, Iowa State comes to Lubbock, mm-hmm. right? They have to get on a plane. They have to fly to Lubbock. They have to stay in a hotel. They have to get up. They are out of their rhythm. They're out of their routine, mm-hmm. right? There's a different routine as opposed to Texas Tech where it is a very set, comfortable routine. Yeah. That's part of it as well. Um, you know, what's interesting is that it's not like in baseball. In baseball, there is a very real, tangible advantage to being at home, which is you get last bats. Right. That is a distinct advantage for being at home, mm-hmm. right? There is no, um, there's there's nothing like that. In I mean, if you're the visitor, you get to call the toss. Right, but it's not like you're guaranteed to get to pick every single week if you want to right. take it or defer. Yeah. And yet, in football, there is still a home field advantage. Mm-hmm. And what I am actually interested in, in the in in what could be empty stadium football games going forward is we are going to be able to kind of for the first time tease out at least one of those factors we're going to get to have a control group Mm -hmm. that we're going to be able to say okay um if a and m is playing alabama and they are that game is in College Station this year, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's game to yes. College Station this year. Um, and there are no fans. Let's just say that for the sake of hypothetical physics competition, right. there are no fans there. Like, is it a big deal, mm-hmm. or is it like they're playing on a neutral site? Because here's what I I don't think it'll be like they're playing in a neutral site. I don't think it'll be like they're playing at. Um, there's nothing in between Alabama. And- Right. It's not like they're playing the Superdome. Right. Right. It's not like they're playing there where they're both on the road. Instead, one team will have the distinct advantage of being at home, of being in a more comfortable environment, but there will be no screaming fans. Mm -hmm. There will be no, uh, you know, it'll be a lot quieter. That's a hot take. Right. Um, And so, what, how much we're going to find out, at least in, in the short term, what that means and mm-hmm. is it you know we're gonna be able to tease out exactly how much those screaming fans actually mean mm-hmm. the one and that really kind of in a weird way like i said it's one weird thing i'm actually excited about the one that really like comes to mind when we start talking about this is like the red river river rivalry and how you got it literally obviously it's it's half and half for fans on that one but it's just the momentum of the noise that they're able to make. And obviously it's a neutral field. It's a neutral number of fans for both sides, but just how much does that noise and that affect like the pumped upness, you know? Right. 
Yeah, like what impact does that actually tangibly have on the game? And, and we never get these types of opportunities in football. And part of that is because um, there are so few games. Right. Mm-hmm. Because they're because college football teams only play 12 games. High school football teams only play 10 games and plus playoffs. Right. What happens if and when you remove the fans? Like how important is that? How does that change things? Is suddenly it a lot easier to walk into Indian Stadium in Port Natchez? Mm-hmm. Right. Is it a lot easier to go to Lobo Stadium in Longview? Is it a lot easier to go to uh, San Angelo Stadium in uh, in San Angelo? Like those types of things, there are still other factors in play. Like, uh, you know, I'll, I'll take San Angelo Stadium for for an example, right? It's in the middle um, of nowhere. Like Midland Lee is still going to have to travel to San Angelo. I don't mm-hmm. know if they're on the road. Don't don't hold me that. But you know, they're still going to have to travel to San Angelo. Mm-hmm. But if there's nobody there. Or sig- even if you say significantly fewer people there, mm-hmm. which I think is a fair is definitely a fair assessment. Um, what impact does that have? It makes and you think really about the bands too. Like a lot of times, I feel like the bands get overlooked, but that's another big momentum thing. Like yeah. Especially on on defense, they're usually every single school, whether it's high school or college or anything, they have that one song that they're going to play on repeat mm-hmm. every single third down, every single that like. When you don't have that, things get a little bit interesting. Yeah, like it's it's so funny. We talk about the atmosphere of football games. It's like the atmosphere is going to be so different, and it's a unique opportunity, I think, mm-hmm. to tease out um, at you know one of these things and and find out exactly how important um, you know fans are to to the game. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. And like I said, I'm not I'm not happy about it. I would prefer that there be a stadium full of people. That's fun. Right. That's fun for me. But um, if this is, in fact, the hand that we're going to be dealt, uh, that is one strange reason why it's a little exciting. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, you know, just, just as a nerd different. to be able to tease out from a scientific pers- uh, scientific method perspective of, like, you have a control group and now you have a, a different one you can test. That's kind of mm-hmm. interesting. So there's – we're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's, and of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. Use the promo code FEEDTEXAS, and we will donate $5 to your local food bank. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. Promo code is FEEDTEXAS, and you will get the 2020 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football mailed to you directly before, before it hits, it hits newsstands. News right. That's pretty good. You want that. Textfall.com slash insider, promo code FeedTexas. Earlier today, I had the great opportunity to catch up with the new head Buckeye, the new head coach of the Gilmer Buckeyes. Coach Alan Metzel was kind enough to give us a little bit of his time. Here's my conversation with new Gilmer coach Alan Metzel here at Texas Football Today. We're now into May of the Texas high school football offseason, and the great opportunity that we have during this time is to catch up uh, with some of the new faces uh, around the state of Texas. Uh, he's hardly a, a new face in Gilmer. He's been there uh, uh, quite a while, but he's in the big chair now. We're joined by the new head coach of the Gilmer Buckeyes, Coach Alan Metzl. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for contacting me. Glad to be with you. Hey, absolutely. First and foremost, congratulations on the gig. Um, this uh, you're, you're a longtime assistant there uh, at Gilmer. You take over for Coach 
Matt Turner. Uh, I am, I'm really interested in, in, in your reaction whenever you found out that, that, that you were getting the big chair. Uh, elation, uh, excited, thrilled. Uh, you know, it's, it, this has been a, a great place to work, uh, working for Jeff, then working for Matt, and then to just get to be a part of a great community. I could not be more blessed. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in, in any sort of uh, changes. I mean, look, here's the thing. It ain't broken, Gilmer. You know, Correct. you guys got a great tradition there. You guys have been Thanks. consistent winners there. But but every coach wants to come in and, and put their stamp on the program. And so sure. I'm interested in how you balance that. How you balance, you know, taking over a program that's already going pretty darn well, uh, but also wanting to, to put your stamp on. Sure. Well, I appreciate that. You're right. You don't want to just come in and go. Well, we're going to fix something that's not broken uh, and actually break it. You know, so. Uh, as far as who we are, our culture, that's going to be the same. We're, we still are pride, you know, positive respect, intensity, uh, and then discipline and every play, you know, every day. We're going to be that as long as the people that have been a part of this program, that's what we're going to continue to be. Uh, we're going to have our boot camp. We're going to have uh, a spread offense that's going to attempt to play fast and a, a defense that we want to swarm. So all those things are going to stay the same. Uh, I think when you get into an individual, I think it, it gets into, uh, okay, how can we do things like, how can I connect to the community better? How can I get uh, our guys to where they feel like uh, they're benefiting from what we've had in the past? You know, all the alumni that we have that have done great things. So it's not so much of saying, well, we're going to change something. It's, this is like the evolution of where we are, and I just get to be the person that's doing it. Uh, it's exciting times out there in, in, in Gilmer, and and you, you get you take over the job in, in January. Uh, obviously, the guys on on this team they know you. You've been around uh, there. Uh, you know, wh whenever you first address them as head coach, you know what what was your message to them? Uh, to them, it was they know that how much I love them. They know how much that I desire to invest into them. Uh, that this was a privilege for me to get to have this honor to be their head coach and represent them. You know, most of these guys I had in fifth and sixth grade in pre-athletics, uh, coached them in junior high, and you know, I've known them since they were little kids. And so uh, it's not a matter of introducing yourself, you know, they know. Uh, and so I think in many cases, it was a comfort for them of they know what to expect. And uh, we, wanna, we wanna make that a positive. We wanna play on that and take it to new heights. We're talking with Alan Metzl, the new head coach of the Gilmer Buckeyes here on Texas Football Today. Get involved with the conversation, hashtag TF Today. Uh, coach, obviously we're all going through this, this strange circumstances, uh, the, the sad circumstances with, with the, the COVID-19 outbreak, uh, unable to, to be with your, your kids, unable to do those workouts. Uh, uh, obviously a, a challenge, uh, a, no a, new, a new challenge for a first-year coach, John, for any coach. Um, how, how are you guys staying connected with your, with, with your players? What are you guys doing to, uh, to, to continue to, uh, to, to move forward? You bet. You know, obviously, like you said, this is unprecedented. So whether you've been the head coach for 28 years or just a few months, like I have, you're having to look at this and go, okay, what do we do? How do we attack the plan? Uh, for us, we, we've had situated uh, in our weight room where we had our captains then we have our deck leaders, and then we have each guy at their deck. Well, what we've attempted to do is uh, we send workouts that guys can do at home. You know, some you don't have to have weight apparatus or whatever, but 
a, a workout that we can send to our captains who then send it to the deck leaders who then send it to all the guys on their deck. So we've kind of got this uh, breakdown or uh, hierarchy, if you will, of communication. And so that's going out daily to give guys the opportunity. Now, whether they do it or not, that's on them. They have to, they have to choose. Uh, that, as a coach, that's frustrating to not be able to control that. But I think we're all on that boat. Uh, but we, we've attempted to do that. We've sent out uh, notes, you know, handwritten notes. We uh, connected through Zoom meetings like we are now. We call uh, each of the position coaches or texting. So we're trying to make the best use of what we have. And that's all we can do. That's, that's all anybody can do uh, at this point. I, I want to turn to your 2020 squad. Um, you know, uh, obviously last year, uh, another, another fantastic year, uh, a 10 win season there for, uh, for the Buckeyes. Um, you guys bring back a, a fair amount of, from, from last mm -hmm. year's team. Uh, mm -hmm. I am interested. Do you have a feel quite yet on where you guys are going to hang your hat whenever we're talking about, Oh man, the strength of this, the, the thing that Gilmer does really well is here. Do you have a feeling quite yet on, on what, where, where, where that's going to lie? Well, you know, last year we were uh, we had a really good running back in Daryl Bush, and so we knew, and he was very physical, two hundred pound kid. And we knew we were going to be running downhill and attempt to pound people. Uh, each year you have to take a look, like you say, at, at the how the team looks. Uh, this year we've got guys that have played roles in that running back position, but we'll have to. We don't have that dominant guy yet. We'll have to see who will step up or so forth. Uh, we have a handful of returning receivers that we think will be uh, pretty talented. And so it may be more of a mixture, you know, of run and pass, that kind of a thing. Uh, on defensively, it, we have the same MO. You know, a lot of times we're not as big. And so we're going to swarm and loop and twist and play fast, you know. So under the same uh, big picture, everything we want to do is doing it fast and hard. And then we'll kind of play to the strengths of who we have. Uh, coach, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about a guy who, who, who used to coach there, who's now uh, got a big chair himself uh, down there in, in San Antonio in, in Jeff Trailer. You were on Coach Trailer's staff there at, at Gilmer. Um, you know, uh, obviously, I'm, I'm sure, sure there's a little bit of a couple more Roadrunner T-shirts uh, walking around <laughs> walking around Gilmer, yeah. Texas these you days. Bet. Um, what did you, what would you say that, that, that you learned from, from coach trailer being autistic? Coach trailer taught me a lot, uh, an awful lot. And, uh, probably it would take a whole segment to cover those things, but I can give you some right off the top of my uh, head. And one is being in this chair, he was great at identifying talent. He was great at identifying talent on the field. He was also great at identifying talent coaching wise and was willing to see things in people that uh, maybe other people didn't see and use them in, in a realm or in a way that other people hadn't thought of. And, and they ended up being great coaches, you know, so he was, he was phenomenal at that. Uh, from the standpoint of on the field, he uh, was one of the ones that, that saw the benefit of taking the ball down the field, almost an Al Davis type mindset of, you know, go deep. And once you go deep and get them scared, then everything's open. And uh, so to, to be able to force the ball down the field, take the ball down the field, it opens up a whole lot of things. And so we're going to be aggressive. We'll, we'll try and take shots. Uh, and finally, Talon Metzl, new head coach at, at Gilmer. Coach, I, I, you, are, uh, you are as East Texas a boy as it gets. Uh, you're a Harmony grad. Uh, you coached at Longview Pine Tree. You coached at Union Grove before landing at Gilmer. Uh, 
We hear all the time here at Dave Campbell's uh, about East Texas, about Beast Texas, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me, tell me the difference. What is what is it about East Texas football that makes it so so special? What is it about that? Because boy, people will tell you about it without you even asking. Right, right. <laughs> well, when I think when you get out of the metropolitan area, uh, there's there's less things to do. You know, and football reigns out here. And it, it's funny how, you know, you can be standing in the line at McDonald's, going to get a sweet tea in the afternoon, and some gentleman turns around and goes, how are we going to be this year? You know, I mean, and he begins to tell you a 30-minute story about how he never misses and he's there at 5 o'clock. And, you know, there, there's just a passion for this is who we are and this is what we do. Uh, we moved uh, when I was in college to Florida and my brother played at a school that was, you know, in Jacksonville, Florida, and we had more fans at Harmony than we did in, in you know, in the city in Jacksonville because there's so many other things to do. Well, out here on Friday, that's where everybody is, and uh, that's a big deal here. Now, are you prepared for those conversations in McDonald's now that you're the head coach? Because those well, are going to be sure. those can be different conversations. No doubt, no doubt. Hey, I don't know if you're ever prepared for all those questions, <laughs> but uh, I've learned to always speak truth and uh, to care about the kids and care about the people and let them know how much you appreciate that they're there. And usually, it'll find its place. He's Alan Metzl. He's the new head coach of the Gilmer Buckeyes. Coach, really appreciate your time. Congratulations again on the Thanks. new gig. Uh, best of luck the rest of the offseason and down the road. Thanks so much, Greg. Appreciate your time. There he is, Alan Metzl, new head coach of the Gilmer Buckeyes, joining me this morning. Good conversation with him. Um, and, yeah, they have not – so they haven't had a – boy, it's a good question. I I can't – the coach before – let me look this up. The coach before Jeff Trailer. Um. I'm going to look up who it was. You're looking at live coverage of me, thinking, <laughs> trying to find an answer to something I just asked myself. Coach before Jeff Trailer was Mike Mullins. I wonder if he was an external hire because they have not made at it at at best. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Jeff Trailer was an external hire because at at best they have not had a coaching search since 2000. Wow. Because That's Matt a Turner, because Coach Trailer is there for a long time. Mm-hmm. They promoted Matt Turner from within. Now they're promoting Coach Alan Metzl from within. And why not? Like, right. you know, uh, when he... they keep they keep doing the winning thing until that stops. Maybe yeah. you just kind of ride the wave. Doing so, what you're doing. Yeah. The whole time he was talking about the McDonald's conversation, all I could think about was the little giant scene with the old men sitting there making the bets and stuff in the restaurant. Mm, yeah <laughs> that's uh yeah that's that's right all right appreciate elemental being our guest and now we got ashley pickle from america's second favorite segment final thoughts here's no control right now <laughs> been getting quite a few comments obviously we finally got the answer to the question that we've been wondering ever since the season ending with five-star running back zach evans going to tcu you want to hit on that for a second yes yeah, uh, obviously this is not something I saw coming. I think this is a bit of an upset. Uh, you you know you hear about how he was going to sign with Georgia. Uh, they he didn't sign with Georgia. He's kind of been in limbo ever since uh, he lands at TCU. Um, I don't think there's any denying his talent. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a superb superb running back. Absolutely. Um, obviously he he ran into some issues that caused him to miss the 6A Division One state championship game, for example. 
Mm -hmm. um so those are things that gary patterson is going to have to deal with but i don't think there's any any doubt that he is a a superstar talent Mm -hmm. um we've got a great piece up on texasfootball.com shahan j raja kind of breaks down what he means to the offense in 2020 Uh, that's certainly worth your time on texasfootball.com i'm not avoiding the question but I want to kick this to Wednesday when we can talk this over with Greg Powers, the next level athlete, who will have a much, much better feel for the situation, a much better, uh, much, much broader insights than me saying he's a super good player. Like that's <laughs> yeah, that's uh, and period. So, so. right. Perfect. So we'll talk about that more on Wednesday and this week in recruiting with Powers. And that's all cool. I got for you. Okay. It's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. Of course, see us at textofall.com. Thanks again to Alan Metzl of Gilmer for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tupper. Vince Young, please meet your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. I was trying to wave, but it didn't work. Yeah, it didn't work.